alive tonight. Amen. Is this message the truth? Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just go to him in prayer as we start preaching of the word tonight. Father, just come to you once again and just ask that you would just come and take control, Lord. Move in our hearts. We're just so moved by the worship and praise to you, Lord. Because it is the truth. You are God. You're alive. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And our hearts can praise you and thank you for these things. We want to just say how much we love you, Lord, and how much you mean to us, Lord. God, just ask that you'd come tonight in a special way, Lord. Sweep over our souls, Lord, we pray. God, move in our midst, Lord, as you have been moving. Just continue, Lord, more and more, pouring out your blessings, Lord. The power of God that's been given to us in this hour. We commit our lives in your hands, Lord. Everything to be said and done, be given to your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's turn to Psalms 3 and verse 1. Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. We... Just sure enjoyed the weekend of services and with Andrew's Glover's ministry. And, amen. Was you blessed by that? Amen. And I tell you, I don't know if you wasn't blessed. And wow, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it was a blessing. And uh, we really thank God for the life there and what God is doing. Amen. Even in yet young men still. Amen. 20, 21 years old, been preaching since he was 13, I guess. And. My, it's just wonderful to see the call of God in a life and, and a God-called man, amen, and, and to preach the word and to, amen, to, to be able to handle himself the way he does, we just sure appreciate him, amen. So uh, let's just look here at Psalms 3 and verse 1, it says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul. There is no help from him and God. This is what David was looking at. He was looking at the things around him, the circumstances, the armies that was gathered against him. But something come out of him as he began to respond to what he saw. He said, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord in my voice, with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept, and I'd wake for the Lord sustain me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round and about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Amen. We'll let you be seated. We spoke last Wednesday night on... What he said, now I want to speak on what will you say? Because there's a response, amen. When a, when a man and a, wo- a woman comes together and they make vows one to another, it's not just one side making a vow, but a true marriage is both sides responding, amen. And so I believe there's something that we must do. And, and, and you know, David no doubt had many obstacles that he faced in his life as he would write this. I believe it was actually wrote as the kingdom was taken away from him by his own son. 
and, and, and it seemed like all, everything was turned against him, and his household was turned upside down, and, and his kingdom was turned upside down, and he had lost control of the situation there. And, and, and it has been seemingly getting more increased in trouble and more rising up against him to where it wasn't just the Philistines. It wasn't just uh, uh, those out around outside the borders of Israel, but it was also people that was right there in his own household. And, and he said, many there be that increased against me. Many there be that rise up against me. Many there be that trouble me. Many there say in my soul, there's no help from him and God. But there was something that rose up in David. He had seen God move in some impossible situations before. He had a witness inside of himself that he had seen God move when it seemed impossible, when it seemed to be outnumbered, when it seemed to be maybe the Goliath was bigger, or whatever it was, he had already seen God move before. And so something began to re re resonate inside of him. He began to turn his eyes away from his situations and away from his problems, and he began to respond. He began to say, Lord, thou art a shield for me. I, you're my protection. You're my help in this time and, and the situation I go through. And, and you're the glory. You're the lifter of my head. And when my head is down and I'm battling situations in my own family and things, and I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn to. I know, God, that you can lift my head during this situation. Amen. And you know, uh, I'm just looking at some things the prophet of God would say about this. He said, isn't it strange how God does things? He will let us get right down to the last mile of the way before he moves. But he's wanting to see what action you will take or what reaction you will take. He wants to see that when you look at your enemy, how you will react to that enemy. Will you run away and hide? Will you be fearful? Will you be afraid? Or, or will you turn around and run? Or will you stand there? As the Bible says, when you've done all to do, all you can do, stand there for. Amen. He's wanting to see your reaction. He said he likes to do that. He said he did it with the Hebrew children. But see, he knew he could trust them. So he let them boys walk right to the fiery furnace so they could smell the fire, feel the fire, hear the fire, and he never moved. But when the time comes, he moved. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. He moved. He waits till his own time. He wanted to see what kind of reaction they would have. He knew they would make their stand. Amen. He said he will let Satan take you to the last mile of the way. But just remember, no matter what mile you're at, God is still there. Amen. God is still there. He wants to see if you really mean what you're talking about. Amen. He wants to see if you really will stand. You say, well, I believe God's a healer. Sure, I believe it. And the next day you still got pains. Well, maybe I never got it. See, sure you got it. But he's wanting to see you go how you're going to react to what you feel. <laughs> he wants to see what you will say about it. Oh my, he said, oh, praise God, I believe I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the first little temptation comes along and you fly off like a buzzsaw somewhere. He's trying to see your reaction on your action. He's testing you, amen. Every son that cometh to God must be first tested. Every child that comes to him, he puts them to the test to see how he will act. Now, any real uh, person that would put us, maybe a pipe or something, or, you know, as they test things, they, the automobile goes through certain tests, and it has to uh, pass certain things to be able to get on the highway. They don't just have an idea and throw it all together and put it out there, and the next thing you know, they're having wrecks, and they're having problems, and they're trying to make sure it will react to a crash, or how it reacts to a crash, or how it reacts to a turn, how, how it turns in certain situations when there's water, when there's storm, or whatever. 
They put it through a series of tests. Why? They want to know what that car will do when it gets in that situation. And God puts you through things in your life, and it's only for a time to realize, to see what you're going to do about it. What are you going to say? He's already said, I am the Lord that never will forsake you. I'll be with you. He's already said that he will do all the things as he's promised. And if he's promised it, he can't go back on his promises. So if he promised he's going to be a healer, amen, he's going to do exactly what he said he would do. But he's wanting to see what you will say to these things. Amen. And so if it can't, if that car or a piece of pipe or whatever it is that going through a certain test for a certain thing, if it can't handle it, it's thrown into a scrap heap. He said, but when you're put under a test, he says, when you're fixing, you're fixing to be used for God for a testimony. <clears throat> Amen. For a testimony, he said, like the lady here, he says in the wheelchair, the man, little boy, so many people out there, maybe you're Christians and you wonder, why am I going through this? God is fixing to use your testimony. He wants to see how you react, so he puts the pressure on. And if you blow up, see, he can't do nothing with you. But remember, if his word is true, he's re- and if he required you to meet these circumstances and, your, and these obligations, and you met every one of them, God is obligated to his word. Amen. Amen. Don't back off. Don't back off and say, well, I didn't get it. I didn't get what I thought I had. Don't back off and say, I never got healed. He said, oh, you poor, weak faith there. Don't believe that. If everything's confessed and you've met God's requirement, faith holds right there no matter what the situation is. Hallelujah. It'll never move. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. And if they walk, they shall not faint. Wait. When you've met his requirements, that brings your faith to a showdown. If you have met, Brother Branham has taught us, he said, if you meet the requirements that this other person, say, got healed by cancer, and they met certain requirements, God's requirements, and you met the same requirements, God is also obligated to his word to you. Amen. So if you meet God's requirements and his obligations, and then God is obligated to his word, and his word yet had never failed. (coughs) Excuse me. said, see, when you've done everything that God required you to do, then your faith rests right there, what he has done. He says, you know, he loves to test us. (laughs) He enjoys it. He loves watching his child overcome. He he loves smearing you right in the devil's face. Uh Hey, man, look at here. He's what he did with Job. He called him up there and said, hey, this man won't deny me. It was a little pride in that voice, no doubt. This man ain't going to deny me. You can do what you want to, devil, but this man ain't going to do it. He knew those three Hebrew children wasn't going to bow. He knew Daniel wasn't going to stop praying. He, he knew these things, amen. And he knows that you will also be standing. There's a scripture that says, the, the, these that are alive and remain. Remain ain't just a here. Remain means you're here even though floods have come. Even though trials have come. Even though all kinds of torments have come. Even though everything the devil could throw against you has come. You still remain. 
Amen. When you confess all your sins and promise God you'll get well, listen to this, and then because it don't happen, you run off like a coward somewhere, God can't use that. There's no way for him to use it. There's no way for him to answer you because he only answers faith. Then all of a sudden you go away and he can't answer you no more. But real true faith stands there. Be sure that it's God. Be certain that it's God. And if God asks this thing to be done, to confess your sins and so forth, and you've done it, faith says that he is. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. He is the one that will deliver them out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he'll deliver them out of them all. That's what faith says. That's the response of faith. That's the response of a true Christian. He did it many times. We can, as we talked about the Hebrew children, it wasn't a bow to an idol. God had confidence in them. And God has confidence in a bride. He had so much confidence in a bride in Laodicea that he ran ahead and wrote it to him that overcometh. He was putting his confidence in you. To him that overcometh. He could not have wrote that unless there was going to be an overcomer. He had so much confidence. And they would say, our God is able to deliver us from the furnace. But if he doesn't do it, we're not bowing to your idols. They were, they were certain that God was God. They knew he was Jehovah. They knew he answered prayer. They knew he had done those things. He would do those things. And when they're going to the fiery furnace knowing they were certain that God let them burn them up. He had raised them up in the resurrection. They were certain of God. Because they knew God was going to work everything to their good. Oh, we, that's our scripture there too, amen. All things work together for the good. To the called. According to his purpose. You are according to his purpose. He put you here for a purpose. To remain. To stand against the devil. They made their statement. They walked right to the fiery furnace. And God let them walk, sitting, looking at them. He wanted to see their reaction. Oh, my. The king said, did you bow with the trumpet sounding? Nope. Well, then you're going, you don't bow. You heard my decree. Yeah, we heard your decree. My decree says you're going to die. So be it, king. We're not bowing. They walked right to the furnace with a fire in their face. And God standing there watching the whole thing. <laughs> He's watching your situation too. Hallelujah. Amen. But they were certain that they had made their confession. They had made everything right. They knew he was God. So they walked right to the fiery furnace. And right at the last moment when he come riding out of the heavens on a chariot of wind, fanning the breezes off them while he consoled them and talked to them, God lets your faith come to the spot that it will have to react. That's a powerful statement. He lets your faith come to the spot that it will have to react. <laughs> It'll have to be something that responds. Now that you're either going to respond, I can't, or you're going to respond, God will. You're going to respond, I give up, or you're going to respond, if though God slay me yet, I'm going to trust him. There's got to be a response. So it allows you to come to the place that you have to respond. 
You have to make a move. You have to do something. And if you, and it lets you come to that moment in your life. Many of us have been to many moments like that in our lives. Some of them we failed, some of them we passed. But thank God he allows us to get to those places so he can show himself. He doesn't say it, I will. And if you believe, he will. And then respond by faith and say, yes, Lord, amen, I believe it. We talked about Job already, how Satan come there. Satan said, well, I'm going to take his camels. He's rich. I'm going to take his sheep. I'm taking everything. But still, God, Job stood pat, for he knew God. He said, I've made it. He heard about his children and all the things that had happened. He said, I've made every burnt offering. I said, my, perhaps my son gave a feast and my daughters attended. Perhaps they've done sins, and so I offered a burnt offering for them and confessed their wrongs before God. He said, oh, God. When a man keeps what God said to do, faith calls him on the scene every time. When you've done what you know is right, when you've met his requirements, when you've confessed and you made right and you've done restitutions, you laid it before God, I don't care how silent he is, he's still God. Amen. He's already said, I will. Amen. So it doesn't matter if he's remaining silent, he's already spoken. I will heal. I will deliver. I will set free. You don't wonder where God is. He's already spoken. He's waiting for the response. He says, if you've been anointed and prayed for, God's waiting to see what you'll believe about it. Job made his offerings. He'd done everything. He knew he was right. And here come the church members by. Job, you might as well confess you're a sinner. God wouldn't be punishing you unless you're a sinner. Job said, I made my confession. I, I made the burnt offerings before God. I'm not a sinner. He knew where he was standing. Then everything went on and just kept going on and on and on and on and on and on. Until it got to where many are they that trouble me. All of his friends and even down to his wife. Things were happening all around him, and he still maybe hadn't got it all figured out. He didn't know what's happened. He's been in wealth, and he's been in had houses and lands, and he's losing them all and losing friends. And now his wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? But there was a response that came from Job. Though God slay me, I'll still trust him. Though God allows me to get to the last moments, I'll still trust him. This was received a call from Brother Jason Jackson the other day about a man in his church. She was supposed to be at work. He's a nurse, supposed to go in on Friday morning and had a rough night and called in and said, would it be all right to come in tonight? And they said, well, actually, we need you more of this tonight than we do today. That'd be great. So he went in that night shift and he said he went in there and uh, He's, he's doing his work in the ER, and he gets called, and he said, look, we need you upstairs. So what's going on? So there's a woman here, 2 o'clock in the morning. So there's a woman here. She's dying. So she's crying out, said, I'm lost. I'm lost. I, I can't find my way. I'm lost. I need a Savior. Said she, he said, well, okay. He said, we've called, a, the, we've called the priest. We've called the chaplain. Nobody answered their phone, and the only one we could think of was you. And you happen to be here tonight, so please come up there. Come up here and talk to this lady. And the man went up and began to talk with her. Began to talk with her and began to lead her to Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then right at the last moment, peace come on her. And she said, it's okay. And she slipped away. Amen. God allows us to get to the right moments. The last moments. To see what our response will be. How will we react to these things? And he's looking for a certain reaction. It ain't just to get a reaction. He's looking for a certain reaction. Amen. Uh, So we see here. And we've met his requirements. We've repented. Every one of you have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's his promise. Any among you sick, call the elders of the church. Let them anoint with oil in prayer. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and God shall raise them up. That settles it. Confess your faults one another. Pray. See, you met God's requirements, so these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. Hallelujah. Boy, we've been seeing some devils flying everywhere. Oh, my, even today, Brother George Winters texted me. He said, do you remember praying over my mother-in-law's cigarettes? I completely forgot about it. And I said, but as he said that, it just struck my memory. I said, yeah, I remember it was laying there on his brick ledge there. She was sitting in the house there. It was laying on the brick ledge. I went outside to take a phone call or do something there. And I come back and I seen them cigarettes laying there. And I knew who they were. Just something said, pick them up and pray for her. I'm like, that's silly. I'm like, really? Pray over some cigarettes? You know, I'm fighting a little war, but I couldn't get past it. And I said, yes, Lord. Picked them up. And I said, Lord, here's a woman that's bound by this devil. And I've been commissioned to go into the world and cast out devils. And I'm asking you right now to move upon her behalf and set her free from these things. Put him right back down there, walked inside, and I let Brother George know what I'd done. I told him I'd prayed about it. And it's been, I don't know how long it went on, but there she went from that moment. And she, she said she just all of a sudden didn't have desire for him no more. She'd been smoking since junior high. Now she's 60 years old. So the desire just left her. She don't know why. She don't know why. And, but what was it? The prayer of faith shall save the sick. And I got to thinking, God, if you answer a prayer over a woman who didn't come for it, she wasn't asking for it, but it's just a heart that was like, please, Lord, deliver her from these things. How much more will you answer the righteous prayer of a parent? Crying for their children, crying for hearts and families. How much more, God? Amen. Any of them sick among you said, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. That's a devil. We've been taught by that, by the, by the prophet of God. It ain't just an old problem you got. That's a spirit behind that thing, cigarettes. Amen. That demon could not stand before the prayer. He had to go. Hallelujah. Oh, my, don't you see the power of prayer? God is looking for your response. What do you say to these things? 
What are you going to say to the family trouble in your life? What are you going to say to the things that's tormented you year after year and time after time? What are you going to say? Well, I guess I got to go on carrying. No, you need to stand up in faith. From this day more, I'm not doing it another time. It's over with. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. That settles it. Be sure in your heart that you believe that's God's word. Job was. His wife said, why don't you curse him and die? Why, you're just getting worse. See, Satan likes to throw that on you. You're no better than you was when you was anointed and prayed for. You're no better than you was when them preachers prayed for you. Them preachers ain't right in the first place. <laughs> it doesn't matter about the preacher. Hello, somebody. It does, he, listen to this. He said it doesn't matter about that preacher. Your faith in the living God is what counts. It's not what the preacher is. It's what God is. The preacher never made the promise. God made the promise. It's not up to the preacher. It's up to God and your faith to believe the word of God. He said, Job said, thou speakest like a foolish woman. The Lord gives and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. There's power in praise. In the right response. There's power in the right response. We, we, don't have, we can go through all kinds of things in the Bible of the right response. And not just in the Bible, but also things that's happened in our day. Uh, the right response brings the right, amen, the right answer. Amen. The answer you're really looking for. We can read in Acts chapter 16 of Paul and Silas. One of my favorite stories in the Bible of how they were cast into the inner prisons. And they could have sat there and rotted. But it was the right response that brought them into the presence of God. Hello, somebody. Amen. It was the right response. Amen. We can come to church. We can sit on a pew and we can rot. We can stay chained. We can stay bound. The power of the words going forth and stay right there in that condition because we never respond. Amen. God is looking for the response. He's looking for the first one that says, I'll go in the river because he's going to open up the way. I'm going in it because he said that promise is mine. Amen. Paul and Silas is in the innermost prison. They could have had, there was cursing going on. There was all kinds of things. There was the wrong atmosphere in that prison. I don't know how many's ever been in a prison, but it ain't the greatest of atmospheres. Amen. It ain't the greatest of atmospheres. I've, I've, I've went in a few of them. I don't like it. I don't plan on ever going there on, on purpose. Doing something to deserve. No, I don't want in there. Paul and Silas, they, all they've done is delivered somebody from an evil spirit, though. I'll go to prison for that. If that's what it's about, I'll go to prison for that. Somebody set free. Amen. God, I'll do it. That's what they was in there for. Because they're her masters and lost their gain, their money-making th- scheme by well, this demon-possessed woman. And they deliver of that thing. And here they've thrown in the prison. And they could have just sat there and rotted. Yeah. 
They could have just sat there and said, well, you know, here we was trying to serve him, Brother Joe. My, look what reward we get. Ain't this crazy? I mean, oh, well, we're doing what he said. He said, cast out devils, and that's what he done, and this is the reward we get? Come with all kind of sour attitudes. Amen. But that wasn't Paul and Silas. There was response on the inside of them. Paul was like, man, this is a good place to sing. This is a good place to worship God. And they begin to glorify God and give him praise and give him glory and give him honor. And the presence of God came in the room. You say, is that scripture? Well, yeah, just since you asked. It says right here, what is praise? Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. This is Psalms 89 verse 15. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. All right. Matthew 15, 8 says, People draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far, far from me. But he said, The true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen. 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 He's seeking a worshiping heart. A response, amen, that they'll get past their doldrums and they get past a Wednesday day or a Monday or whatever it is. And they'll say, God, I'm here for one reason. To worship you, every praise belongs to you, Lord. That's why that song blesses me. It says, God, my Savior. Then there's a response. Yes, he is. I will, and I will bless the Psalms 34 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. So that means in your car, in your job, in your prisons, in church pew. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. See, the Bible says that God inhabits in the praises of his people. That's where he dwells. In other words, God, the, in other words, God dwells in the atmosphere of praise. Praise is more than a reaction of coming into his presence. Praise to God is a vehicle of faith which takes you into his presence so you can see his power and revelation. You say, well, is there scripture for that? Sure is. Psalms 50 and verse 23. We're going to go through them for a moment. It says, whosoever offereth praise glorifieth me to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. In other words, you want to see his salvation, start praising him. Amen. Amen. When the children of Judah, they found themselves outnumbered with the hostile enemies of Ammon and Moab on Mount Zir, King Jehoshaphat and all the people sought the Lord for his help. And the Lord assured the people that, they, that this was, would be his battle. So he told them to go against them and he would do the fighting. So what did the children of Judah do? Being people of praise. That's what Judah means, praise. And knowing God manifests his power through praise that sent their armies against the enemies led by praisers. This is what a song service is about. To go into his presence with thanksgiving. He said, well, I want to feel something first. No, you start praising God. And then God will come. 
All right, so let's keep on going here. Amen. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth. The scripture says that when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, God sent ambushes against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Zir, which come against Judah, and they were all smitten. Hallelujah. That's our God. Amen. I'm looking for the scripture. I got it wrote down here somewhere. Let me see if I can find it because this is just too good. Mercy. Oh, yeah, right here. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. It don't say go to his gates and start thanksgiving. It says enter into his How are you going to get to the gate or through the gate with thanksgiving? And into his courts with praise. Oh, we want God to move and start praising him. We want God's deliverance, start thanking him. We want God to change lives and start thanking him for it. Amen. You enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the vehicle to get you through the gate. Hallelujah. And it's in the, the praise is the vehicle to take you into the holy of holies. Into the presence of God. And start magnifying him. It says in Hebrews 2 and verse 12, it says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. So here's Paul and Silas. They got a choice. Sit there in their doldrums. Sit there with their anxiety. Sit there with the pressures. With their scars and the blood draining everywhere. It didn't really feel like it was a good time to have church. The body sure wasn't feeling it. I don't see anybody that come in here tonight with blood running all beaten, bruised. Anybody? No. Thrown into the innermost prison, bands on their feet and their, their, their legs and their hands, bound. Every time they'd raise a hand, they could just maybe get it, but they'd just raise it, beginning to thank God. I love him. Paul, you love him right now? I love him. Oh, because he first. Love me. Silas said, man, that sounds good. Let me join you. And he purchased my salvation. Silas, don't you remember what God did for us? Silas, I can remember what kind of guy I was before I met him. I can remember how horrible I was. And I was even trying to murder God's children. I was trying to do wrong. And look what he done for me. Look how he changed me, Silas. I I just can't help it. I don't care where I'm at. I love to praise him. I love to magnify him. I love to glorify him. Amen. There's something about it. I I can't just sit here and worry about what's going to happen tomorrow, what's happening next week. It don't matter, Silas. Let's just praise God. Let's just glorify him. Let's cast aside the thoughts of all that. We don't know if tomorrow's even there. Let's praise him while we got a chance. Oh, Silas said, I feel like praising, praising him. What? Yes, I feel like praising, praising him. I'll praise him in my chains. I'll praise him no matter where I'm at. 
I know what he's done for me. I'm going to praise God. Because I know if God did it for me, he'll do it for that one and that one and that one and that one. God dwells in an atmosphere of praise. Praise to God takes you into his presence. It was after the atmosphere was changed in that prison. It said that even the other prisoners heard him singing. Wasn't no just one little us four no more. It's a, a whole prison began to hear. All of a sudden, the power of God fell in that place. Chains fell off. <laughs> I love this. It didn't just fall off of Paul and Silas. All of them were free. <clears throat> what an atmosphere of worship will do. Amen. What an atmosphere. We've seen it even, even visible among us. A, l- a little sister come running around this, to this place a couple of times. What was it? She was already praising God. She hadn't seen the picture yet. She didn't know what the doctor was going to say. It didn't matter. What matters was God is real. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What mattered was I've met the requirements. He's obligated to his word. So let me praise God. Hallelujah. God looking for a reaction. God looking for somebody to praise him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Mercy. It was, it was a reaction. He was, he was looking for reaction from Abraham when he told him to go take Isaac and offer him for a sacrifice. Abraham could have said, what? I just got this. Are you kidding? This is my only son. But he knew God gave the promise. And if God told him to kill him, God had to raise him up. Because God said this seed was going to come through Isaac. So he had faith in God's word. So God was looking for the reaction. Amen. It was, it was the reaction God was looking for from Rebecca when, when Eliezer showing her all that Isaac had. All the things that was promised to her and what all the camels had brought and all these things. And they said, well, I want to take her and we got to leave tomorrow. And, and they said, well, well we, got, we want to have her do this and we want to do that. We want to do this. But I tell you what, ask Rebecca. What did Rebecca say? She said, I will go. It was reaction that pleased God's heart. It was reaction that sent her on the way to meet her Isaac. Amen. And so, amen, we know that in our own time, hearing just with Brother Brown's ministry of a little woman that was, that was there listening to a story about how three squirrels were created. And she's just sitting there listening to it and how God, who had created, amen, things before, he come on the scene. He said, let there be a squirrel over here, and it was. And let there be one over here, and it was. And let it be over here, and it was. And something began to well up on the inside of her. She said, oh, man, this is getting good. I'm enjoying this. I'm seeing God for myself. I'm seeing God move right here. I'm seeing God create right here. This is amazing. And it just began to spill over till she couldn't handle it no more. And she screamed out, that's nothing but the truth. And that action, that reaction to that, to that story of a God who's a creator, amen, brought the God on the scene. And he spoke to Brother Bradham and said, you give her what she wants. Oh, you want what you want? 
You want something from God? Respond to him. Amen. Respond to him. Brother, I believe it was Brother Tom Ray that was talking about something along these lines. One Labor Day meeting, he talked about how he's talking about a response. So there was all of a sudden this little girl in the balcony back there jumped up and said, I have something about I want my family or sister or something. Just screamed it out. And God came on the scene and done it. God's looking for response. God's looking for him to move. Hey, he wants to move, but he, he's waiting for that last moment till it just spills over. I believe you, Lord. That's nothing but the truth. So there we was. We could have said, well, what I asked for? Well, you ain't got no money. Go ahead and say it. There'll be money right there on the table. Well, your sister's over here sick. How about that? There was a burning desire in that little mama's heart for her two boys. She said, Lord, I want my two boys. And right there, them two boys fell over and repented before God. God is looking for reaction. He's looking for response. He says to think of it in that crucial moment. Think about this for a moment. In that crucial moment, he says, think of the men I'm associated, acquainted with, the people. God bypassing celebrities. Everything. To give a poor little humble woman, can't hardly sign her own name, but he knew what she would ask for. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was the greatest thing, for her sister is now dead, and her mother and father here to die. The money would have perished, but the souls of her boys are eternal. She knew, he knew what she would ask for, and that was, that was the hour for them to catch it. And just as soon as I said, give you your boys, and I give you your boys in the name of the Lord, they fell across their mother's lap. He said, how many knows that to be the truth? Wow, wow, what inspiration. He said, now I've heard of thee. That thou can create squirrels. I heard how you could create a ram. And now I see you with my own eyes. Why? Because of a reaction. It was reaction in Joshua that stopped the sun and the moon. He knew that he had, a, he had an order from God to, de, to destroy the enemy. And he wouldn't be able to do it if it went dark. So something just spoke out of him. Lord, I need that sun. You sun stand still and you moon don't move. What a crazy statement. As far as scientifically speaking. But he knew that God had put it up there. Amen. And he already seen him push back waters a couple of times. He already seen him rain down manna and all kinds of water and all kinds of... He knew that this was nothing else for God. He's more than enough. Mercy. But he's looking. See, God cannot make a decision today and tomorrow come back and make a better decision because his first decision is perfect. Oh, man, what confidence that ought to give us. If he says, I am the healer, he won't change that. If he said, you're my child, he won't change that. Thank God he's not a fickle man. Otherwise, we'd be in one day and out the other. 
done something we shouldn't have done, get out of here. Kick you to the curb. Right? But God, rich in mercy. Now, His mercy can run out. We know it's going to come to that point. There's been people that's crossed the line. But God is getting you to a place for reactions. He's, and he's let you have confidence in his word that when you come to this point in your life, that word won't fail. It's going to be there for you. It's not going to be changed. It's not going to be different. It's not going to have rules and regulations and certain things. But it's going to do and perform exactly how he sent it to do. Amen. He says, he said, that's the reason I believe the Bible is God's word. The reason I believe that God has judged the word by the same standard. He said, could you imagine if the Luthers say we have it and the Baptists say, no, we got it. Presbyterians say, we got it. Pentecostals say, no, this is it. Nazarenes say, no, this is it. We'd be so confused. And there's what, some 40,000 denominations now? Who's right? Be so confused. He said, but I, I believe this word. I believe it's written there for this purpose, for this time. He says he's got to judge the world by some standard. He's watching over it. He's looking there. And I believe when we believe God, every time God says something, we punctuate it with amen. That's right. Whatever he says. He said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And somebody else said, well, I know Amen. He said, repent and be baptized and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Well, I don't know. Amen. Amen. He said, the just shall live by faith. Amen. He said, I'll come again. Amen. We can have confidence in his word. And whatever he says, the Holy Spirit is inside of us to punctuate it with an amen. Then look to the next thing, the next promise, and keep going on. He says, the real Holy Spirit will punctuate every sentence with an amen. Not a head nod, that'd be amen. An amen. A response. Amen. It wasn't a head nod that took the walls of Jericho down. It was a response. It was a deep calling to the deep. It was something welling up on the inside of them. And when the time come for the response, they begin to scream out, Come down walls. Come down walls. And the walls begin to fall. It won't. It won't. The word don't say the days of miracles are past. There's no such as that. The only reasons said we shouldn't do it this way. We shouldn't do it. Well, that's all. You know, we shouldn't. Do it. The Holy Spirit says, "Amen." Every sentence, every word, every verse in the Bible is punctuated with "Amen." That's why when a real Christian comes face to face with holiness that's in the Bible, ain't no arguing. It's amen. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry. Amen. I'm changing. I'm walking away from that thing. It's simple. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God said the Holy Spirit says amen. Every sentence, every word, every verse, the Bible is punctuated with an amen. If the true, genuine Holy Spirit is in there, it'll punctuate that word. And that word will live just exactly like it said it would. Because the same Spirit spoken is now speaking it through you. 
Glory to God. The same God that said I will is now in the bride saying amen. It has to live. Not you that speaketh, but the Father that dwelleth in you. He's the one that does the speaking. Amen. I believe the Bible's being full of revelations, full of revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, I do believe that God can do things that are not written in the Bible because he's God. But as long as we can find in the Bible as a promise, then we know it's true because the word is true. So we believe him to keep his promise. Amen. I believe that he is almighty. I believe he's infinite. And being infinite, knowing all things, he knows everything about it all million years before there was a world and however long afterwards. He knows he's infinite. And then if he isn't infinite, he isn't God. So we believe that word, this Bible, is the word of God. Therefore, you can hang your soul upon any phrase of it. Amen. That's the only way you can have faith is to believe in faith must have an anchoring spot. And the only place faith anchors is in the word of God. Because everything else is sinking sand. Man's idolatry, idolatry and all that stuff, it don't matter. God's word is the same. Faith finds the word of God and punctuates it with an Amen. We're all, he says, we're always trying to look back to see what Moody said or Sankey said or Finney, what Wesley said, Luther said, them are men of that day. Science don't look back to see what science said 300 years ago. So a French scientist proved that if a man would ever go to a, ter- a terrific speed of 30 miles an hour, gravitation would take him off the earth. Would you imagine the modern science saying that today? Today, he's going about 2,000 miles an hour, trying to find something to keep him from melting steel so he can go 4,000 miles an hour. Look, he says, see, the church is always looking back, but let's quit looking back. Let's look up. Their powers are limited. Yeah, Wesley's powers were limited. Luther's was limited. Pentecost was limited. Come on now. That word was limited. He said it was a limited power, but we have unlimited power. Hallelujah. For all things are possible to them that believe. Real genuine faith will punctuate every word that God give with amen. Not well, for it was for another time, another generation. No, amen. He's the same today and yesterday and forever. says in another place, faith always admits the word is right. Your faith don't, if your faith don't punctuate every word of God, it's a word with an amen, there's something wrong with your experience. The Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he don't say amen to that, there's something wrong. The Bible, the Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. If he don't say amen to that, then there's something wrong. If it don't punctuate every word of God's promises with an amen, there's something wrong. He says here in spoken words, original seed. So when his bride comes, she'll be the same product that he is. Said, did Christ belong to the denomination? No. Did Jehovah? No. Neither does his bride. She's part of him. She needs no dogmas. 
She won't have any. She'll be absolute virgin. How? By the word. And she will punctuate every word God says with amen, amen, amen. Not what my church says this. Who cares what the church says? It's what God's word says. Well, this preacher over here, you know, <laughs> talking with my wife about her, where did her general, or where her came, she came from. <laughs> yeah, Mennonites and Amish, she was talking about talking to certain ones and how the Mennonites have progressed. You know, they used to wouldn't have this and wouldn't have that. Now, if you want that, like electricity, you go find you a pastor or a bishop, they call him, and he'll let you have it. But you're still a Mennonite. Just go change churches. Well, we got some Mennonites in the message, don't we? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Brother Homer Longori told me one time when I was traveling over there to North Carolina, he said, you be careful out there, son. I said, why is that? He said, because you might wreck into one of them message believers changing churches. <laughs> we don't agree with it, so we're going to go over here. No, the, it, the Holy Spirit punctuates the word of God with an Amen. And amen. It ain't about changing churches. It's about changing this. Amen. It ain't about staying out of church. It's about changing this. It ain't about cutting ourselves off from the body of Jesus Christ. It's about changing this. That's the devil that's trying to talk you into that. Amen. Be it unto me, the, the, the bride will say, be it unto me according to thy word. There you are. Punctuate God's word. Hallelujah. Let's look at a few right here in Psalms 9 and verse 1. He said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad. He doesn't say, I will. Now, what are you going to say? I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises unto thy name, O thou most high. And when my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. Why? Because you chose to be glad. You chose to rejoice. You chose to praise God. Psalms 18 and verse 1. It says, The psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, my horn of salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from mine enemies. As I call upon the Lord, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalms 22 in verse 22 said, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation. Will I praise thee? Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye seeds of Jacob, glorify him and fear him. All ye seeds of Israel, for he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard and my praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. And I will pay my, my vows before them that fear him. Psalm 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Amen. For thou art with me and thy rod and thy 
thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 31, 7 said, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, and thou hast known my soul in adversities. Ah, Psalms 34, 1, a psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, come on, church. Right now is a good time. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and he delivered me from all my fears. What promises are in the Bible? Psalms 47 and 45 and verse 17. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. How? By giving testimony of what God has done for you. All right, yeah, I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. Oh, that's why I love to tell about what God has done. It don't matter how many times we've heard it. It's such a wonderful thing. Amen. We've heard about the Red Sea. We've heard about the Jordan River. We've heard about the rock. We've heard about all these things. But every time I hear it, something within me says, I know what I'd have done when I'd have been in that situation. It's Paul and Silas makes me rejoice. Mercy. Psalms 46 and verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will, not, we will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof. Selah. That actually means to pause and calmly think about that. Mercy. Calmly think about what? Earth's being removed, mountains being carried into the midst of the sea, waters roaring in trouble, mountains shaking. Pause and calmly think about that. That's a hard thing to do. Ain't it, Brother George? Your bed's shaking in that motel. Pause and calmly think about that. There is a river. He's saying, turn your thoughts away from all those things. Because there's a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. And God is in the midst of her. That ought to make somebody shout. Have we not seen God in the midst of us? God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. Oh, the heathen may raise, the kingdoms were removed. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolate he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease from the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow, he cutteth the spear in sunder, and he burneth the chariot in fire. Be still and know 
that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord is host of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is thy, our refuge. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 86 and verse 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me. Thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. You remember that moment in your life? Hallelujah. 91.1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. 104, 33, I can't quit. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. Mm -mm. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Psalms 111 says, praise you the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Oh boy. There goes, you, there goes a scripture for you half-hearted singers. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright. In the congregation. The works of the Lord are great. So why can't we sing with our whole heart? Amen. If it's so great, how come we can't magnify him with our whole heart? Hallelujah, it's sought out of all of them that pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. I can sing aloud with my whole heart. Psalms 121 and verse 1 says, I will lift up my eye. Ah, turn your eyes away from your problems. I will lift up mine eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Mercy, that's something to rejoice about right there. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber or sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. My, oh, glory to God. 145 and 1 says, I will extol thee, oh, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee. Every day will I bless thee. And I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. Can you testify that tonight? His greatness is indescribable. It's impossible to say just how great he is. 
One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. The men shall speak of thy might of thy terrible acts, but I will declare thy greatness. Hallelujah. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy good, great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Hallelujah. Psalms 146 and verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have my being. He said in another place, let all that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Do you have breath this morning? What's your response to his word tonight? What's your response to what he has to say to you? He said, I will. Will you say, yes, Lord? I'll go. I will, Lord. I'm with you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, let's just lift our hands and praise him for a moment. If you want to stand to your feet, go ahead. Just feel free. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, praise him for his greatness. You who's been saved from the lowest of hell, why don't you praise him? Oh, my God. That'd be everybody in here, wouldn't it? Hallelujah. He who healed you from sickness, why don't you praise him? He said, well, I'm bound. Well, go to praising him. See if that God won't come by your way and set you free. Hallelujah. Respond to him as he moves by your place. Reach out and touch the hem of his garment. That God don't let, don't pass me by. Yes, Lord, we praise you, Father. We magnify your name, Lord. You truly are worthy to be praised, O God. Lord, our response to you tonight, Father, Lord, we cast away our doubts, we cast away our fears, we cast away our pride, we cast away all these things, Lord, and we say, I will praise you, Jesus. I will worship you, God, for you're great to be praised. You're mighty, you're unchangeable, you're unsearchable. Lord, it's uncomprehendable just how wonderful you are. Lord, I thank you for your grace in my life. I thank you for the grace, unmerited grace, favor of God that you placed in my life. Father, all that you've done, where would I be without Jesus? Where would I be without you, Lord? God, we just say tonight with all of our heart, I love you, Lord Jesus, with everything within me. God, we praise you, Lord. I thank you for all that you're doing among this assembly. I thank you for healing the sick. I thank you, Lord, for touching those that are lost. I thank you, Lord, for bringing the backslider and the prodigals that are coming. I just thank you right now, God. I glorify your name. Lord, those that are still sick among you, I want to go ahead and among us, Lord, I want to go ahead and praise you for their healing. Hallelujah. This is the truth. It's nothing but the truth. You've come behind time after time after time and vindicated this word. Oh, God, let the God who answers by fire, Lord, move among the congregation, I pray tonight. Move in every heart and every life, Father. Yes, Lord. Oh, we bless your name, Father. We praise you, God. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. Oh, just stay in this, that worship for a moment. He adores praises. He adores your worship. He adores your glory. He adores your honor. Surely you ain't run out of things to praise him for. 
Hallelujah. He's done so much for us. What a mighty God he is among us. God, we thank you, Lord. Jesus, we praise you, Father. What a mighty God you are. What a glorious God you are. Oh, God, you're so wonderful to us. Your word is so rich, Lord. God is so wonderful to us, Father. God, we just want to say, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for calling us, Lord, electing us before the foundation of the world. Thank you for that seed that was already on the inside. Even though it might have been covered up with all kind of muck and all kind of grime of the devil. But the washing of the water of the word came forth and let the sun shine upon it. And it's blossoming out in strength, Lord. Jesus, we praise you for all these things. We were once blind, they now can see. We were once could not hear, can now hear the goodness of God. God, we praise you, Lord. Jesus, you're so wonderful. God, you're so wonderful. Glorious Father, you're so wonderful. Jesus, we thank you, Father. Amen. Brother Mike, sing something for us. Lord, we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing that every praise. Mercy. Amen. Let's just give it to him. Every praise is to our God. Every praise is to our God. Every word. 